Good morning, Saturday Sunrisers, and all those night owls who just hit their gaming stride. I'm your host, Casey Gonzalez, and welcome to another action-packed, strategy-filled, fun-frockling episode of the CDC Gaming Show. Yes, we're your perfect blend of your weekend gaming rendezvous and your inside tour to the neon-lit Las Vegas Strip. So what's queued up for this fine morning? Well, let's hit the start button and find out. For our next level of gameplay, as reported by NY Post, we're turning our sights to New York. Picture this, two shimmering skyscrapers, tall and standing on the NYC skyline. The sweet sound of chirps being shuffled and the spinning roulette wheel creating a symphony of thrill. That's right, we're talking about the new bid from the Hudson Yards developer, Related Companies. Jeff Blau, CEO of Related, shared with the Post an ambitious $10 billion plan for a casino mega complex in the Hudson Yards. With top competitors seemingly hitting over the edge of the screen, this could be their chance to level up. The plan revolves around a stunning 3 million square foot wind-branded resort tower, home to a 1700 room hotel, ready to service the Jati Center. Not to mention, there'll be a casino covering 250,000 square feet of prime gaming real estate. From blackjacks to craps, poker, and even roulette, this skyscraper plans to house them all, sprinkling high-end restaurants and shops for good measure. But wait, there's more. The undeveloped part of Hudson Yard is getting ready to surprise addition of a 2 million square foot office tower. Now who's ready for a poker game on their lunch break? Blau is confident stating, for these reasons, we feel we're in good position with the best proposal. We're looking to win. And with stiff competition across NYC, he'll need all the aces he can get. But it's not all smooth sailing. Political hurdles from state senator Brad Holyman's signal and the review board could impact the progression of this proposal. Despite the challenges, Blau remains positive, reminding us that at some point, a convention hotel needs to be near Javits, and this would be it. Whether it's a convention hotel New York needs or not, time will tell. The next stage of this casino quest is slated for July. We'll see who ends up hitting the jackpot by year's end, adding a hefty $1.5 billion boost to the state's budget. The stakes are, as they say, sky high. Rolling the dice over to story number two, let's check out the glitzy Vegas Strip. Where Genting Burhad's flagship resort, Resorts World Las Vegas, is hitting the poker table with a new game plan. This report comes directly from Ben Blaschke, one of Inside Asians Gaming's reporters. Now, Resorts World may not be hitting the jackpot just yet. With its Q1 financial results showing only slightly uptick from EBITDA, revenue dipped from the previous quarter. But hey, whoever said building an empire was a one round game. Here's the deal, RWLV reported revenue of 218 million, down from 227 million in the previous quarter. But their EBITDA did a little jump, 47 million to a whopping 50 million. I mean, we've all had our fair share of bad hands, right? In the words of analyst Tusha Mahata and Alpha Argwal, the plan is to focus on a growing the mass market and conventional business, like adding some extra chips mid-hand. Not just that, the management also aims to shuffle up their financial strategy by refinancing RWLV-related borrowings. Now that's what we call a long game play. But it's not all doom and gloom, folks. Genting reported another record EBITDA, an EBITDA margin for its Las Vegas property, crediting the success to continued growth in convention business and solid performance in the casino, food and beverage, 
and hotel divisions. Did someone say hotel occupancy? Well, the resort boosted an impressive 89.8% occupancy rate in the first quarter. Talk about packing the house. With events like the Las Vegas Formula One Grand Prix, and the NFL Pro Bowl on the horizon, RWLV is looking to further drive football. Because when it comes to the convention and the casino business, the more the merrier, right? While international travel picks up pace and domestic travel to Vegas shows strong demand, RWLV has its eyes on the prize. Expansion and customer database growth, will they hit the jackpot or bust out? Folks, We've got a Vegas tale that would make even Danny Ocean blush. It's not your usual betting story, and this scoop comes straight out of David Charnes at KLAS. Imagine this, the Cosmopolitan, Las Vegas Strip's crown jewel, becoming a hotbed for a dice sliding scheme. And we're talking serious cash here, over 200 grand. Now, if you're wondering what dice sliding is, it's a slick move where the shooter slides one or both dice across the table, preventing them from rolling, maintaining control over the game's outcome. A group of cunning players, according to the KLAS documents, was observed engaging in some suspicious table manners during this operation. Quite a smooth operation they had going there. But wait, there's more. This Nevada Gaming Control Board suspects a similar crafty technique was executed at the resorts world during the same period. How did they get caught? Well, the house always has an eye in the sky. Surveillance videos and the suspect's players' club cards led investigators right to them. They should have known in Vegas, the house always wins. After six days of dice sliding shenanigans, the group allegedly accumulated a staggering $226,000. Now that's a serious jackpot, folks. They've been released on their own reconnaissance for now, and they're facing a number of cheating-related charges. There's a preliminary hearing on the books for June 1st. Will they hit the jackpot? or craps out on the court. Only time will tell. Here's the house rule, folks. Always play fair, because in Vegas, cheating is a gamble that rarely pays. You know what time it is, folks. It's time for Now Showing. This is where we spotlight the coolest new stuff in the gaming industry. And today, we're rolling out the red carpet for a real game changer. Behold! The Every Dynasty Voo, the latest Marvel and game cabinets. As stimulating as the game themes themselves, it's the head-turning star in Every's new Dynasty family. Making its grand debut at the Indian gaming trade show and convention, the Dynasty Voo dazzled the audience with its immersive design and innovative content. Every's executive VP Dean Elridge calls it a work of art with fantastic sight lines. Offering the space of large cabinet, but maintaining the slight lines of a dual screen model. But where this beauty really shines is its custom display, which allows for game mechanics typically found on a portrait cabinet, but with the functionality of a slant top, coupled with its 27 inch integrated topper and dual banded lighting. It's the casino's equivalent of a red carpet look. The first deployment features the Combo Cash series, a sweet new twist on Every's popular win what you see mechanic. Keep an eye out for those prizes, up to 20,500. And if that's not enough, get ready for more themes to roll out like this Money Slam series, Wild Will series, and Every's first multi-game product, High Rollin' Gems. Every confidently stands behind Dynasty Boo as a game changer, raising the bar on player engagement and entertainment. And as Every continues to evolve, 
We can't wait to see what's next in their line of cabinets. So folks, get ready to level up your gaming experience with the Every Dynasty Boo. Remember, you saw it here first on the CDC Gaming Show. This one's fresh off the press from the Associated Press, served up by Ralph D. Russo, a real curveball in the world of college baseball, folks. An Indiana man whose son plays for the University of Cincinnati team finds himself in a crosshairs of some major investigations. His actions have led to the sackings of Alabama coach Brad Bohannon and the two members of the Cincinnati Bearcats baseball staff this month. Our man in question, one Burt Neff from Mooresville, Indiana, seems to have his knack of finding himself in trouble. And here's where it gets interesting. ESPN reported surveillance footage from the sports book at the Cincinnati Reds Great Baseball American Ballpark. It showed the better in question allegedly in cahoots with Bohannon while placing the bets. It's said that this led to some suspicious wagers on the LSU and Alabama baseball game. Pennsylvania and New Jersey also played follow the leader with Ohio's gambling regulator, putting a kibosh on sportsbook accepting bets on the Tides games. High stakes indeed. Now, Bert's son Andrew is a pitcher for Cincinnati, but he hasn't been in the game this season. However, Bert's ties as a youth coach and his connections to college coaches through recruiting are raising some eyebrows. University officials assure that no evidence has been found of players' involvement, but as they say, where there's smoke, there's fire. What's the moral of the story? Well, in this world of college sports, it seems some are playing a different game altogether. And now, our final story of the day comes from the New York Times. It's a twisty tale involving Governor Kathy Hochul of New York, her husband's company Delaware North, and a serious game of poker face at the state capitol. Just to recap, Delaware North, a powerhouse in the entertainment and hospitality industry, employs Governor Hochul's husband, William Hochul, and his top lawyer. And even though Governor Hochul has pledged to rescue herself from decisions directly impacting the company, some are questioning whether the company's fortune has been coincidentally buoyed by her policies. For example, Governor Hochul decided it was time to play hardball with Seneca Nation of Indians, Delaware's largest competitor and Buffalo's gaming market. The state froze that Seneca's bank accounts to force them to pay $564 million in disputed gambling revenue. The governor then directed a hefty chunk of the money, $418 million, towards the financing of a new home for the Buffalo Bills, who interestingly enough have a long standing relationship with the Delaware North. But hold on folks, there's more. An 11th hour provision of the state's budget deal calls for restructuring the board, overseeing Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel, another direct competitor to Delaware North. This move could potentially pave the way for Delaware North to acquire Botaba Downs. The implications here could be immense for the region's gambling market share, which also happens to involve, yes, you guessed it, Delaware North. Despite the optics, there is no evidence that Governor Hochul has used her influence with the intent to help Delaware North. Both the governor and her husband have recused themselves from the decisions that might impact the company. So folks, we got a political thriller on our hands and it's clear that the Governor Hochul's policies and implications for her husband's company will remain under scrutiny as we move forward. Okay folks, today we're thrilled to host Andy Caras. 
CEO of TrafGen, and a distinguished figure in the gaming industry. His innovative contributions to data analytics and player behavior modeling have had a profound impact on modern gaming. Stay tuned as we explore his journey and his insights into the future of gaming. Andy, uh, I appreciate you for taking the time today, and, and, and I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our followers at the CDC Gaming Show and talk a little bit about how you came from your engineering degree to your advanced manufacturing systems uh, to founding and CEO of TrafGen. Thanks, Casey. I really appreciate it. Um, it was a, it's a fairly circuitous route, but I, I did various degrees in various places, all highly technical, um, all engineering and computing driven. Ended up being a, a management consultant, which meant I could make a really good presentation, um, but also gave me access at a very early age to the boards of lots and lots of interesting and, and varied companies. And quite quickly, I stumbled across gaming and have been in this industry doing that for far too many years, I think. Um, and, but it, it's, it's, been a, it's been a long journey from operating uh, digital gaming to operating land-based gaming, operating convergence businesses, um, affiliate technology and building cutting edge tech um, throughout the 20 plus years that uh, I've been doing that. And it's been great to be able to see from both sides, to see the operator side and the supplier side and the regulatory side as things have evolved and changed and matured. Um, and especially from the convergence side of where we've seen digital and land-based gaming coming together. I think that's, that's a really interesting place. And so I founded Trafgen um, a few years ago to solve a problem that I had faced when I was an operator and also as a, as a vendor. And it was that our industry is not inherently risk-taking and it's not innovation-driven, although sometimes it's forced to. And people buy big, big systems, big CMS systems and other third-party systems. They have their own dev teams, uh, but they're under-resourced and a lot of the big providers are quite slow and cautious. And what we wanted to do is, is to bring a construction kit that we could go to um, casinos and say, right, here is a tool set. Here's a platform to enable you to innovate, to play, to experiment. There's new great technology coming along or regulatory change coming along. We can give you access to this amazing technology from a, an ecosystem of products um, that can fill in the gaps between the big providers, enable you to move much more quickly, deliver customized features in, in days and weeks, multiple times a month, uh, in a way that very few other organizations can. And so it's been great to be able to deliver that to some of the largest casinos on the planet in, in Macau, all over Asia, in Australia, in North America. Um, our primary focus has been Asia-Pac, although we've been moving more into, into North America. Um, and it's, it's great to see people starting to, to play and to start to embrace new things in a way they didn't used to. Right. It's really great. Yeah, Andy, that's that's very impressive. And, and you know, you talk about innovation. What has TrafGen done really in the innovative sector to make your product and your systems that much more better than the competition? What are you using or, or, or methods or, or even outlooks and principles at TrafGen? Yeah, I mean, it's um, without getting into into deep into the technology of it, it's it's really to be technology ambivalent and to have a platform that can consume any data from any source. It can be non-obtrusive and very low uh, investment from a capex point of view, and that has a front end and a data architecture 
that can be rapidly reconfigured. Think uh, Lego bricks. Wow. Think okay. Lego bricks. Okay. And people can very quickly put together concepts and ideas above and beyond a, a CRM system or a big data system. This is about genuine innovation. So we have clients who had paging systems on the floor. Good old-fashioned, great things with radios, and they were talking to them. Um, and they needed to move beyond to that. And so we introduced a, a module in our platform called Provost, which was something that could respond to all the data off the floor, even, even computer vision systems and security systems, and to say, hey, here is a person. This is how they're moving through your property. These are the members of staff they need to work with. These are the things they like. These are the things they don't like. This is what we're aiming to do with that person. For example, in Asia, move from premium mass to VIP or whatever the thing is. Um, or to, uh, to guarantee this person moves in, into a membership thing from an uncarded position. That kind of thing, where you're automating a lot of the insight, has uh, it, been hugely successful. But the key to it has been the empowerment of the staff. The real innovation was giving staff on the floor who are overworked, who are managing potentially hundreds of patrons. They've got noises and people shouting and people coming on shifts and off shifts and things are absolutely crazy for them. We're empowering them to say, okay, let's focus. This is the information you need right now. Go to this person. Here are your choices of things you can do. Let me help you with that and to monitor it and to observe it. And if they need problems for the system to give them help and to get uh, assistance in there. And that's one of our best known uh, things, but it's really about rethinking lots of aspects of the casino industry and delivering solutions for that. Now, I, I understand that TrapGen uses AI-driven technology to get the use of data into casino operators' hands. Can you tell us about how that has come about and how AI has integrated with TrapGen in the recent month, years? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, everyone's talking about this at the moment. And AI is a broad church, very broad church. We've been working with machine learning and AI for eight years, a long time. Um, and we're not claiming, and we haven't been doing generative AI, like ChatGBT, where we're not asking it to write out and do our kids' homework for us or anything like that. Uh, or to replace our lawyer or attorney. You know, this guy, that would be nice. Um, what we've been doing is focusing on the gaming industry and saying, okay, what's the best tool to solve this problem? One particular problem might be how best to select uh, the various means of managing a patron or how best to manage a security or surveillance issue in terms of optimizing the time of response and the best utilization of resources. Now, AI is very good at that. It can use a machine learning background to start to optimize uh, different outcomes and to experiment with different outcomes and a, and a gentle and soft AI that is able to say, okay, I'm going to grab this person in this place and solve this problem in this way. I'm going to escalate it in the way I need to. I'm not going to speak to anybody. I'm going to measure my own performance and see how I get better. So there's, a, there's an iterative element to it. But I think there's a, an awful lot of smoke and mirrors in AI at the moment and how it pertains to the gaming industry. And I think that when we start to look at things like managing the conflict between emerging responsible gaming and AML regulation, which is hugely important, with the fact that we all want to make money and we want patrons to have an amazing time. And those two things are not comfortable bedfellows. And very often in casinos, they can be kept in totally different departments and one can be a nuisance for the other. Um, 
And I think AI, and that's what we're doing in this, is to bridge that gap and to say, okay, let's start profiling the customers. Let's start observing them. Let's see who's chasing their losses and behaving in, a, in an IG-sensitive way. Let's take the right action at the right time with the staff to say, are there any issues or are you absolutely fine and this is just your, your playing style? And to manage that in a, in a quite a sensitive, intelligent way that keeps the regulator happy because you're being proactive, you're following the regs, you're, you're, you're actually demonstrating that you're doing something. And on the other hand, is not dissuading valuable customers who are, are, who are gaming well within their means and they're just enjoying themselves and have a partnership with the casino that benefits both of them. Um, that we don't push those patrons away. And it becomes even more important, uh, and there's a convergence play, and people can, could play online in certain jurisdictions. Uh, and that, I see, is very exciting from an AI point of view. We're spending a lot of time researching and working on that. Wow, that's, that's awesome. And, and thank you for sharing that, Andy. You know, as we start to wrap up and some of the innovation going on for you, you know, what, for TrackGen, what are some of the projects, initiatives, what are you excited about going forward for the remaining of the year and, and 2024 outlook? Well, I think expanding more into, into new geos is really exciting. Um, we're doing quite a lot of work with augmented reality. And we think that augmented reality is a way of really supercharging staff on the floor and management of staff on the floor. Um, tying that into a, a seamless transition between offline and online uh, experiences, I think is, is really interesting. Um, and also, as I said, really thinking about the efficacy of how we're using AI in the gaming space to make sure that we're driving revenue, we're being compliant, and we're doing the right thing by everybody. And that is a really big cultural focus for us as an, as a, as an organization. Andy, thank you for uh, taking the time today uh, for meeting with us and supporting the CDC Gaming Show. Uh, we love the innovation you guys have going on at TrackGen. As you know, we're trying to innovate the gaming industry as well by bringing video and audio a little more uh, relevant in our industry. So. Thank you for taking the no, time today, Andy. I appreciate that. You guys are doing a great job. Happy to support you. Happy to chat with you all the time. You, you, you're one of the guys who really know the industry, so it's always a pleasure to have a chat with you. Thanks, Andy. And before we sign off, just remember, we're not just here, we're everywhere. And you can catch us on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms. If you're on YouTube, show us some love. Like, subscribe, comment. You know the drill. Let us know your thoughts. We're here for the wins, losses, and funny comments. Remember, life's a gamble, so bet responsibly. And maybe, just maybe, you'll hit the jackpot. Until next time, this is Casey Gonzalez saying, may all your cards be aces. See you next time.